welcome back to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason, and joining me this time, it's a first-time guest on the podcast, it is Kate Burles. Hi, Kate, how are you? Very well, thank you. Now, Hello. many will know you if they come at half past ten in the morning. They'll have probably trained with you. Or if they happen to drive down Bradford Road, they may have seen you uh, training a small army of women in the park. So uh, yep. I, f- I think most know you, Kate. So I'm sure you're a regular listener of the podcast, uh, absolutely no doubt. <laughs> so I'm sure you know that we always like to start with a warm-up because as okay. you know, as any good training session would begin with a warm-up. So I've just got a few very simple questions for you just to warm you up into the into the podcasting world. Um, okay. So we'll start with, do you have any non-fitness-related hobbies? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. No, because even when I'm not training, I go out for walks. Okay. Well, I, I mean, they are. That is a form of fitness. But, you know. Oh, I read. I read some. I read quite a lot. I suppose is that a hobby? Well, yes. Okay. Well, it depends. What, what are you reading then? What, what's a good book at the moment, Kate? Um, well, I'm in a little book cl- uh, little book club, and we've just finished a book called The Salt Path, which I cried most of the way through. Um, but there's nothing like a good cry to make you feel better. Okay. So now I'm just going to go back a second. And when you say I okay. th- is reading a hobby, I was a bit on the fence. I was like, oh, I don't know, because I mean, we all read, don't we? But then you've added, I'm in a little book club. And I'm going to yes. say that elevates it to oh. <laughs> the status of it's a hobby. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. So is this your first time on a podcast? Yes. Do you listen to any podcasts? No, because I don't know how to download them. <laughs> Just show my age Well, there. I mean, that's good because we're going to come on to, to age okay. later, maybe. Um, or definitely. <laughs> Spoilers ahead. Okay. Um, do you listen to radio music, CDs? What, what's what's your kind of? I listen to I listen to radio. Radio four. four. Yeah, and I've listened to radio four all my life. As a child, it used to irritate me because I wanted to listen to radio one, um, and then as I grew up, I just find it. Oh, it sounds ghastly. I sound. Re- it's just really informative, and you get great plays on it. And you get good stories and things like that, and news and i just really enjoy it i there are one or two things i get really bored and then i turn over to one of the other stations and listen to music but mostly yeah. i listen to radio while training <laughs> yes brilliant <laughs> I, I think we're feeling you're feeling warm do you feel warmed up kate yeah i'm Excellent. Feel fine. So we're going to transition the questions now slightly we're going to start going in the direction that we want for the for this episode um okay well how, how do i delicately put this one Okay, may I ask how old you are? (laughs) Or actually, I've got another way of phrasing this. I've got another way of phrasing this. Okay, so you are someone who would be described as a master's athlete. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Could you tell us what a master's athlete is? Okay, a master's athlete is anybody over the age of 35. And then the way it's worked is the age categories go up in fives so i'm in the 55 55 to 59 i like that you anticipated where the question was going (laughs) yes in my slightly more gentle way of asking yeah Yeah. i'm quite brutal about it i'm 50 58 pushing 59 in a few months Um, i get i get to go to the over 60s after this what one more year and i'll be be in the over 60s it'll be brilliant 
because I'll be young again. That's a nice way of looking at it. Every five years yeah. you get to consider yourself young. <laughs> yes, only for a couple of years. Actually, no, I think I'm in the 60 plus now forever. So even when I'm 85, if I'm still doing CrossFit or any sort of physical activity, I'll still be in the 60 plus age group. Oh, I think athletics, I think they have older age yeah, groups. Look at that, you see. Yeah. So, so we, we, we've kind of highlighted now what this, this master's... So it's not just that you're incredibly good, you're a master, but it's... Uh, I wish, I mean, but no. There is that side of it as well, I'm sure. But it's, it's, we're, we're talking about training as, as our age advances and our training continues and maybe the, the slight yeah. differences. So if I suppose yeah. if we go right back, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Um, the beginning of December, it will be, I think I'm in my fifth year. I think I'm in my fifth year. So I think I'll be going into my sixth year after the 1st of December. So that's interesting because it means you, you started CrossFit as a master's athlete. Yeah, because I don't think there was such a, th well, I know there wouldn't be such a thing as CrossFit. There weren't even uh, commercial gyms when I was growing up and when I was in my 20s. So um, I've watched this whole gym phenomena and uh, CrossFit and everything else, all these other fads come through as I've, as I've gone through my life, really. So it, it, it's the, the reason I, I'm, I mention it is because I, I think if we're going to ad address this topic of, of being a, a CrossFit master's athlete or, or really, you know, we could say training, you know, once you're, you're 50 and beyond, this kind of idea, is that there, there could be some... Because we, we have now, uh, I could, we could say athletes who technically are masters athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you go to the CrossFit Games, you've got these uh, these masters divisions, and you've got people that were previously individual competitors at the games at mm -hmm. very very high level who now just happen to have sort of just aged up into these brackets, and they are still like incredible athletes, like unbelievable, uh, but they happen to be thirty six, and so they they're in the masters. Yes. And I think there could still be for some that's like, oh, yeah, okay, I get that there is, are these brackets, but you still need to be an absolute beast before oh, you can even yes. think about doing it. But we're saying you've started CrossFit when you were already... Uh, In my 50s. And, and I think that's something we'd like to, to address because I think there are a lot of people that probably look at CrossFit as a young man or a young woman's game. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm too old to do that. I think that's very true, actually. So I'd yes. like to get into that. And then maybe after that, we could talk about some of the competition side of things and why mm -hmm. that's good, even if, you know, again, well, why would I do that? You know, I'm doing it for my health. Why would I go? What are some of the, the joys you've had from, from competing in these Masters of yes. Um I suppose just before we, we look at sort of starting at 50, if we went back a bit further, did you have a sort of an athletic background before that? Or was CrossFit your sort of first foray into fitness? I can remember running races when I was about three years old with my mum and dad and my sisters. And I would say it started then. And then um, when I was very young, you just do stuff anyway. And then when I was 13, we'd moved to Durham in the northeast of England. And there was an athletics club. And um, my one of my older sisters went and I wanted to go. So when I was 13, that's what I started to do. And I did club athletics all the way through my teens into my very early 20s. But I also did, um, I did a lot of rock climbing as well. I was 
I used to go across to the Lake District quite often, probably a couple of times a month, and um, rock climb over there. I did a lot of walking in the Lake District. Um, and then I did the usual stuff you do at school as a girl when I was at school. So we did hockey, netball, obviously athletics and rounders. And I was in those teams as a schoolgirl as well. Um, and then when I left school and I stopped competing in athletics because you get to the point where you're either going to be a national and international uh, athlete or you're not. Um, and then I just did, I did some road running. I did things like aerobics classes and step classes, but just always kept really active all the way through, well, forever, really. I've always done stuff, always. Okay, that's interesting. So you, there wasn't that, because I think a lot of people can often get to that point where you're saying you're, kind of, you're either going to be an athlete or you're not, and if you're not, well, then you're just going to go to work and get on with life and, and live life yeah. and maybe, and, and we become quite sedentary. We don't, yes. but you, you seem to have kept that sort of, I always wanted to do that physical, it's physical movement. I just like moving. I like training. I like that. So feel. how did you feel then when you found CrossFit? Um, oh, blown away by it. Completely terrified of it. When I walked in, there was a girl who was very heavily pregnant, lifting the most amazing weights. And I remember thinking, blimey, She's pregnant and she's lifting that. I doubt I can even lift a bar. What on earth am I doing here? But you you just work into it gradually and you find your niche and you build from there, really. And I don't actually know why I was terrified because I think I'd heard, I'd been, I didn't know what really what CrossFit was. And I spoke to somebody who was slamming it and I said, what's CrossFit? And they explained that it was a style of training. And the person in question rubbished it. And um, I can remember thinking, I need somewhere to train. I need to, to do a certain style of training for me. And this is the only thing that's available. Because I'm a PT and because I've done a lot of fitness, I know how to move. I will just protect myself that way. And that was the attitude I went in with. Um, it might be terrible. There might be some terrible technique, but I'll be okay because I'll, I know how to move my body. Um, and that was it, really. And then, obviously, I walked in and saw Meg lifting ridiculous weights and had a bit of a panic. Um, but that didn't last very long. I learned very quickly that we are very lucky at CrossFit Bath. We've got excellent coaches who don't allow you to do dangerous things. Yeah, I, I was going to pull you up on that. I was going to ask, well, was that the case then? Because, yeah, I, I'd heard very similar things. And I think... All the way back ah. on episode, all the way back, not that long ago, on episode one, I think when Ollie and I first spoke about uh, about CrossFit, I was saying that this had been what I'd sort of heard, even back when I was living in Italy, that our oh, CrossFit, you just go there, do, uh, you know, fast reps with bad form, injure yourself, and end of story. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Backs. And uh, mm. and while admittedly there are maybe some people that like to post their, their videos on Instagram and you see these kind of things, as you said, here, it's not going to fly. If, if you're We're seen doing lucky. that you're going to get called up immediately and and, yes. and, and helped, yes. we could say. Yes. Uh, and for the longevity, which is something we're definitely going to hit on in a minute, that's so important, isn't it? So mm -hmm. so that's how you got into it. I, I suppose if we want to just make it now practical for, for people listening, or for example, for, for me, um, 
you know, occasionally I'll, I'll talk to my mum about stuff that I've been doing, uh, and mm-hmm. she's quite often got that kind of oof because she she's somebody who I think she was into sort of similar to you, sort of growing up was quite active, sort of stopped for for years because she. So this is where the difference starts. So she stopped, went, you know, and had a family and just sort of was busy with, with that. And recently kind of got back into trying to get a bit fit, trying to train. She's always been relatively fit and active as a human, but, you know, trying to actually get fit. But I think felt sort of what we do. Oh, no, I, you know, you guys are like, I couldn't do that sort of thing. Um, and, and I think there are a lot of people that maybe we're training and we think, you know, this would be so good for my mum, oh, my yes. aunt, my cousin, my sister or whoever but there perhaps is that imagined barrier that we just can't Mm -hmm. get them in because they think it's Mm -hmm. too in too intense or too too difficult or so what would you say then to if if we wanted to try and encourage someone to say they're in you know the later years and Mm -hmm. and they think oh crossfit that's that's just too much how would you encourage someone to take it up say well give it a try what what would be your sort of uh explanation as to why even in your 50s this would be an excellent thing to start doing i think because everything is scalable and nobody's going to be expected however old or young you are to suddenly hang off a bar and start doing kipping pull-ups or pull-ups of any sort or handstand push-ups or lifting really heavy weights and you just have to scale it for everybody so if i was say encouraging somebody a friend of mine who was in their 50s I would say just take it gently you you can use lighter bars you don't have to put any weight on bars and there is an alternative for every movement every lift everything that you do there is an alternative an easier alternative and nobody's going to laugh at you nobody's going to think you're stupid or pathetic because that's that's what you're doing it's far safer to do that and then you gradually if you can get to that point, you increase the weight or you change, you learn the movements till eventually you don't even realize that you've, you've scaled up, but you've just gradually done it. But you take it at your level. You take it at the very base level and you work from that base level. And there's no shame in that. And that's the sensible way to do it, really. I did that when I first started. I think um, probably for the first three months, I used an empty bar whenever we did lifting because I wasn't sure of the movement pattern and I wasn't very strong, really. Um, I'd done a lot of body weight, but I hadn't done any Olympic lifting or anything. And I was a bit nervous, so I just... I think I might even have used the 8 bar when I first started and then I moved to the 15 and then I started putting a little bit of weight on, but it took me a long time. And that's what I would say to anybody else. And I would also say the coaches will always give you an alternative. Nobody's going to expect you to do something at a um, RX level. You can scale everything. Yeah, I think that that's something that comes up quite often whenever you're talking to anyone, really, isn't it? Because I, I think a lot of yes. times I've seen people just put their head around the door to see what's going on, kind of. And, mm-hmm. and you, f- you think, please go and talk to someone because if you're just glancing and seeing you know oh there's four people hanging from a rig doing toes to bar and there's somebody else doing some ring dips and that guy's got an insane amount of weight above his head on a barbell Mm -hmm. it's not for me no and you always you always focus on somebody doing something amazing so the chap that's doing bar muscle ups or 
lifting some ridiculous amount of weight over their head those are the people you look at when you look when you stick your head around the door you don't notice the ones who've got the lighter weight on the bars or actually are doing ring rows or whatever it may be instead of the you know the exciting looking moves yeah, really they catch your eye that's that's really yeah, what it is isn't exactly. it exactly um, so mm. what would be on, on the other like side of things what would be something you would advise when you know a, a classic mistake that they might make so somebody's like okay i'll give it a go and they go there what's going to be the the kind of mistake they might make that would sort of deter them from from continuing they lift too heavy i would say they lift too heavy or they have too high expectations of themselves and you just have to take it step by step by step I think people rush into it and they expect to be able to do something amazing because they see other people doing it. And actually, it's a, especially as you get older, it is a slow process. It's taken me five years to get to the point that I'm at now and only now am I feeling like I'm actually lifting heavier weights. Um, I always felt that was my real weakness and suddenly this year I'm lifting weight that I'm happy with and excited about. But it's been a long, a long haul, and I've had to just be patient and uh, take my time and learn the movements and just gradually strengthen up. So I think that's something really to to focus in on there because th- this again is where you come to the the difference. I, I mean, we have to be honest; there is a difference for somebody who starts CrossFit at twenty and someone who starts CrossFit at fifty. And mm-hmm. actually, at the very beginning, there's not a huge difference, maybe, because if you don't, if you've not done anything until this point that you're starting you're going to be just as, you know, struggling just as much with a, an empty barbell as somebody who's 50, somebody who's 20. But it's the progression, isn't it, that somebody who's younger, yes. it just, it's just, I mean, they're younger, so they can just make progress faster. Yes. 90% I of the time, let's say. That's it. I see people, youngsters coming in, and they they say to me, oh my goodness, that's amazing, look what you're lifting. And I know within a very short period of time, they'll be lifting way heavier than me. Because their bodies are young and they can train harder and their bodies um, make changes much more quickly than I than somebody of my age. And I think it's from the age of 40, I think every year from the age of 40, if you take your muscle strength at a, at a point, if you don't do anything, you will lose 1% of, of muscle strength every year there on in. So from that time, you are fighting age as well as fitness and strength. So we have to work that much harder as a 40 plus or 50 plus or 60 plus than somebody does in their 20s or or 30s. On the the one hand, you know, you're saying, well, you've got to work harder. And then on the other hand, there is that, well, that's why you need to do it. So there's sort of, what I mean is somebody could look and say, well, hold on, if I'm going to have to fight twice as hard for half the results, why bother? And it's, well, if you don't fight at all, you won't get out of the chair. Exactly. When you're in your 70s, you will struggle to stand up or get up and down off the floor or walk anywhere very far. You will just give in to old age and infirmity. And why on earth would you want to do that? The thing is, you have to remember is as well, because you're older, you have to take longer. You can't train as hard and as many times a week necessarily. So you have to build that factor in, which is why it takes so much longer, say, for me to... I don't know, lift 55 kilos over my head compared to a 25-year-old who's going to do it in easily half the time that it's going to take me to do. So it seems that really 
a, a piece of advice maybe to give somebody who's starting or is going to start because we, we want them to that's the, the point you know if you've got a, a relative or a friend or somebody you, you care about them and you want them to to live a longer healthier life you, you want to help them do do something and you know we, you mentioned before like you like going for walks kind of thing and that's not a nice thing it's a good start but if you can get them in the gym that's even better like that's they need to lift that's going to really help yes even if it's just light weights they need to lift stuff they need to persevere and actually take the competition out of it and just just do their own thing and just move and get used to using body weight and then gradually build up weight nobody's expecting them to go and enter competitions and win or go to the crossfit games it's about enhancing your life as you get older and giving yourself a chance for having a healthy older life so it seems that it's more than a physical thing a mental thing that needs to be kind of overcome i think because you're saying yes yes you know as you said you, you go in so initially you're going to go in glance around see all of these incredible athletes doing incredible things ignore all the ones that are scaling down that you you don't realize you know think maybe they're just warming up you don't realize that no that's a, a scaled version of you know of that um then you're going to look at the whiteboard and be like, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that many of that. And you sort of, and then there's also this idea of, well, when I was 20, I used to train three times a week and I, I made fantastic progress. So I'm pretty sure if I, if I start again, I should expect similar results. And you've kind of got to start one by one, breaking down each of those things. Right. First of all, ignore everybody else. Second. Okay. Don't look at, yeah, that's the workout. You're not actually going to do that but you're going to do a variation. You know, you're going to have a similar stimulus, but it's going to be a different, probably exercise on every one of those, or at least a lighter the weight. And you've got new goals now. <laughs> you don't want, you know, you're not trying to get super strong to go and do all of this. You're trying to get a, a have a good standard of living for the next 20 years. And I think that's where good coaching comes in as well. I think it's really important for coaches to notice those people and to encourage them and to reassure them because they'll be they'll be feeling especially if they're not it wasn't so bad for me i'm used to gyms um i've been in gyms various types of gyms all my adult life well once they were invented um and so i did okay it was scary but i i know the format but i think for somebody who maybe especially women who hated pe at school haven't done anything, now want to go into doing something, they they need to be nurtured to so they will continue to come. And I think it's really important that a good coach, which we do have good coaches, we're very lucky at, at, in Bath, we have amazing coaches, and they encourage and they help and they just support these older athletes who are, who are desperate, who are desperately frightened, embarrassed don't really know what to do um and just need a little bit of help really or a lot of help <laughs> so do, do you think there are a lot of people then that are maybe in that kind of in that in that situation where they're thinking you know what i i'm, I'm getting older i'm starting to feel feel my age what should i do oh i don't know and and probably i, I mean i don't know how how they might stumble across crossfit if you know what i mean because it's it's not necessarily it's not that it's not marketed to them but it, it's probably and and there is a change and a shift going on at the moment but i'm i'm just thinking of your average kind of 
person who's at home who, who, who's sort of saying, you know what, I'm, I, I'm starting to notice my back's getting tighter and mm-hmm. so I'm struggling a little bit more going up and down the stairs. Oh, I should get in shape. And their first thought's probably, as you've mentioned before, like an aerobics class or a aquafit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think there are quite a number of people that if they were given that chance, they would actually... Cause I mean, if you've been to a lot of these courses, you've probably le- met a lot of, of these people. Do you think it would be easy for them to transition into doing something like CrossFit? I think if if it's set up for them, I do. But I think it, I think it's got such a reputation. People think they have to be fit to go to CrossFit, which seems bizarre. Even the the little classes that I've run, people still will say to me, "But I'm not fit enough to come to your class." That's the whole point of my class, and I think it's the way you market it for want of a better phrase that they i know it's they say that it's all inclusive but i think you need to reassure the older people and i you know whether that's 40 plus or 50 plus or 60 plus it doesn't really matter but people who have no confidence who've not done a lot of fitness and sport and actually the thought of walking into a crossfit gym absolutely terrifies them so you have to market it you have to make it approachable so people will come in and maybe you run um pre crossfit crossfit classes so people can gradually in their own time and space learn how to do these moves at a lower level um just to get them to the level that they can do the workout of the day and they feel confident to do that. Maybe that's the answer. But I don't see why not. I don't see why CrossFit can't be for everybody if it's made available for everybody. Does that it make d- sense? It does make sense. I think it's a little bit like, you know, sometimes when you're doing the warm-up and it'll be something like, it's like okay, get down on your knees, like lie, lie on your stomach. Now stand yourself back up. Now do a little jump. Okay, you can do a burpee. So And it's so that's sort of like breaking it down to being like... Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I can actually. I didn't realise. Yeah. Or you can do a burpee with your hands on yeah. a box. And you don't have to lie on the floor. Because a lot of people can't get up right. and down off the floor. You know, I have clients that struggle to do that. So y- it's no good saying, get down on the floor. If by the time they've got down off the... F- or got down on the floor, everybody's been up and down yeah. about five times. Because that's just demoralising. But then it, when we when we go back to the, you know, having a, a healthy life or, a, you know, a living... A, a good life being able to get up off of the floor is is vital oh, for, yes. for life isn't it yeah and you build up to that and you say they they say to you things like oh gosh i haven't been on the floor for a while and um you say well this is what we'll be doing getting up and down off the floor whether it's saying to them right okay we're going to do stretches on the floor and so you wait in this pre crossfit crossfit class so people can do that but you don't want to humiliate people especially as we g- women especially feel humiliated enough as they get older they certainly don't want to be feel that the whole class is waiting for them to struggle to do something that they've all done five of already you've got to be really careful Glad I'm not a coach it's a, it's a difficult line to, to walk it's I mean it could even be is, I'm yes. thinking like for myself like if again I'll use my my, my, my mum as an example for example I could you know you, you could even sort of say, oh, okay, you're going to your your little gym and doing something. Here's a little kind of 
mini workout you could try and you've just given them some scaled options of a few movements and said just do you know three rounds doing this then this then this and just just try it and maybe you do it very light very easy uh, and they come like oh yeah quite that was quite a bit of fun i enjoyed that and then you say like, okay yeah. well that was crossfit <gasps> no way yeah <laughs> yeah squats to benches that sort of thing press-ups against the wall um, step up on plates all these things they're all crossfit moves they're just taking them down levels for people to be able to cope with but it's a really empowering thing crossfit and it makes you feel amazing and every little achievement whether you're doing it at stupid high levels or you're doing it at the very lowest i've not done anything for 30 years and i'm coming into this gym and i don't know how to do a squat level Everything is an achievement, and it it's confidence builder. Yeah, and I suppose we're going to come back onto the the stupidly fit thing in a minute, but um, actually, that's what you said. Stupidly intense, maybe. Can't remember exactly what you said. <laughs> I did say stupidly did. fit. Excellent. You gave me a look like what? Where did you get that from? I was like, well, I'm pretty sure you just said <laughs> it. <laughs> I did, but I don't know who's we'll, who you're putting we in that. We will come bracket. back to that in a second, and I'll tell you exactly who I'm putting in those brackets. Um, so before we come back to that, the the other thing I was thinking is that obviously another sort of difference, I mean, depending on your life, you can be 20 and have played, you know, intense sport for the last two, three years and picked up some pretty bad injuries. But but generally mm. speaking, most people maybe that are coming in have just sort of had a, you know, maybe active to a degree, but not necessarily a high level of sport. We're coming in, we'll have a few, you know, aches here and there that we've accumulated in life. But obviously the older yes. you get, the more, experiences in life you've had and potentially the more sort of i've got a, a, a bit of a shoulder problem or i've got a bit of a knee issue i've got a, mm-hmm. you know a hip that's not so i suppose that's also one other thing to sort of take into consideration if you decide you're going to go on this sort of fitness journey is making sure you're warming up correctly you're mm-hmm. you're aware of perhaps those little problem areas you might have that you need to you know be careful when you're in uh, and maybe making the coach is aware that well look i've got a bit of a uh, you know i had a, a knee issue 10 years ago it's not too bad but uh, you know mm-hmm. high impact on my leg is not going to be particularly beneficial that kind of thing so I, I yeah. but there are just a number of little things that perhaps many of us don't think about when we when we, we just go and do whatever mm-hmm. and perhaps we need to if we are trying to encourage somebody to come along we want to be yes. aware or maybe even you know you've mentioned we don't want people to feel bad. So perhaps if we're in a class and we do have that brave soul who's come in and decided, you know what, I don't care that I'm in my 60s, I'm going to start crossfitting and I'm, I'm looking at, and the, perhaps they are struggling a little bit, being able to sort of say, well, look, partner up with me, you know, maybe you'll have your own bar and I'll, sh- but we'll, we'll work together and just trying to be accommodating and encouraging because, you know, you want to try and oh, yes. help them across. Yeah. It's um it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it, about the CrossFit family? But I think that's very true, and I found that it's quite inclusive, um, and you can always, as you say, partner up with somebody who's not as strong as you or not as quick as you. You just alter weights, or you know, one of you can do more reps than the other one. There's always an alternative, and I think just if you have injuries, if you've got a you know a shoulder injury or whatever it may be, then um, this can always be accommodated in CrossFit. And if you don't know how to do it, then you just have to ask your friendly coach who will have masses of exercises that they can give you that will 
not aggravate an injury. And that's, I think, just using the coach like that. Um, and there's always a way around it, really. Don't let that stop you from doing something like that. If you fancy it and you think, oh, yeah, but my knee's a bit dodgy, then um, you can still go because there's always something else you can do. Now, of course, this is a, a two-edged sword because occasionally you'll be like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be the nice guy. I'm going to partner up with this older, this older person and I'll, you know, I'll encourage them. And then they destroy you in the workout. <laughs> <laughs> and you go yeah. home thinking, wow, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really put me in my place. So, so there's a risk, a risk reward <laughs> ratio there. But, but if we now just shift gears for a little bit to um, stupidly fit. So, okay, Kate, you yourself have um, have got involved in some competitions. Uh, so yes, uh, we've spoken on the podcast in the past about different ones, such as strength mm -hmm. and depth. That obviously, yeah, uh, Ollie is mm -hmm. behind, uh, and within these different competitions, we usually see the you know the individuals and the teams. But we know we also have the, the teens and the masters brackets as well. Okay. So you've had mm -hmm. the opportunity to attend to various different competitions. I'm sure we'll throw some yes. pictures up somewhere for people to see uh, on the Instagram. Um, why? I suppose that's the question. You know, we've been talking about, oh, but you're doing this to stay fit and to stay healthy, to have a good life. So why would you then go and be like, you know what? I'm also going to compete and I'm going to show a load of other 50 year olds how to throw some weight around. Um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> because I'm stupidly competitive, <laughs> because I love the excitement of it, and I'm stupidly competitive, and I, I don't know, I just love so it. what's the atmosphere like there, then, among, oh, like, this group fantastic. of people? So not, not so much, you know, you know, we'll leave the spectators for a while, we don't care about okay. them, but, you know, when you're there, the athletes, so you're all there in your, in your age bracket, I mean... It's amazing. The Masters athletes are just cracking. Everybody is so friendly. Everybody's inclusive. Yes, it's really competitive. Everybody wants to win or lift heavy or whatever it may be. But we, we've probably mellowed a little bit in life. And it's, it's very friendly. And it's just, oh, it's brilliant. I love it. Absolutely love it. I get stupidly nervous. I wonder what the hell I've done. Why on earth have I entered? And then you get your first workout done. And actually, it's just a great, fun weekend. It really is good so fun. So of the, the different sort of competitions and things you've been involved in, mm. any any highlights, any that really stand out as sort of, oh, I remember this one. I'm, I'm always going to remember this one. There is actually one. There's one called Rainhill Trials. And it's actually, it's a pairs competition. And I've done it twice. And it's I've done it with Del Kime from the bridge in Trowbridge. He's my CrossFit partner. And the first time we did it, we won. And I was so excited. I just couldn't contain myself. I was just really excited. And then we did it the next year and we came third. But I'm telling you, that third was so hard fought. It was sweeter than winning it. And winning it was just the best thing ever. But coming third, because we had to fight everything. We both completely messed up the first workout, and we did really badly in it. So we were fighting for a position, and we were coming fourth pretty much through all the workouts. And then in the final, we we beat somebody, I think it by, by a second or something, or one rep or something like that. And we squeezed into third place. And I'm not kidding, honestly. It was fantastic. 
I absolutely loved it. Broken, but loved it. It's a real shame that this is an audio format because if people <laughs> could see your face, <laughs> oh, the joy that just came across. It answered my why question. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, so have you got another one coming up then of that? No, they're not running it. They didn't run it this year, which is a shame. Um, I think there was one or two grumbles about from certain quarters about the, the weights and things like that. And I think the organisers just didn't want to run it with the Masters this year, which is such a shame because it's a really lovely competition. It's a good competition. Um, but I love raising the bar that happens in June. Um, and then there's a new one that I did, which was the British Masters Championships, which was down in Brighton, although I think it's going to be in Southampton this time, which was brilliant as well. I love that. And um, you tend to see some of the same people, but it's like you, you're greeting old friends then. Um, and we are fiercely competitive. We really are. You know, it's just brilliant. I love so it. So there's quite a lot you can, d- you know, you can, you can really take it as a, oh, I'm just going to get involved and just do a little something to to keep myself active or you can say you know what it's going to be my my new hobby i'm going to do it i'm going to try and get involved in some of these these different little competitions i mean obviously at the moment the open is running and there's oh yeah the masters division there so you have your scaled workout so even if you're sort of saying well I, you know i don't know if i could really travel and do this in front of everyone there's always the open you can you can do that and mm-hmm. and that's sort of you can make it as competitive as you like or as as non-competitive as you wish it just depends where you wish to take it um a lot of people my age wouldn't want to do that why would you put yourself through it but um because i don't think i've ever really grown up i think it just really suits me and i'm i'm one of four girls and i've got two older sisters and one younger sister and i'm telling you something third in a family makes you competitive because you have to shout for everything and I think that's where I've come from and I've just never grown out of it Um, but if you want to just go there and get a workout and maybe you know strengthen up a little bit and get your heart and lungs working then that's absolutely fine nobody's going to judge you if in your 50s or 40s or 60s that's what you wish to do if if anything they're probably going to commend you that you're that you're you're doing i think that's one thing we've mentioned i guess it's that point of view thing isn't it you're saying so you know you don't want people to feel bad like oh i'm jumping down on the floor and it's taken me the same time to get up as it's taken everyone else to complete all their reps and and you can look at that on your side like oh it's so embarrassing they're all looking at me they're all thinking i'm useless whereas actually probably they're all looking at you going oh i can't believe that they they're here they're doing that that's incredible you know i think about my family they're not doing anything and look at this Mm -hmm. one that so it's perspective isn't it really other other people really admire somebody for giving something a go and putting in some effort whether that effort is um doing 10 burpees or one burpee or half a burpee or burpee against a box or whatever it may be it's the fact that they are committed enough to try it and to put themselves under that because it's not easy to do as you get older. You lose a lot of confidence as you get older. You think people are laughing at you, even if they're not. Um, You just feel you become a bit more invisible and you don't want to make yourself look foolish. And for somebody who isn't very fit and somebody who's older, who's got grey hair or whatever um, and isn't as firm as they were, it's it's a big deal, and I think a lot of youngsters don't understand that. Eventually, we all get there, and we all go, oh, oh yeah. Um, but I think it's 
it takes bravery for some people. Easy for me because I've been in gyms, but for people who haven't, just to walk through that door, let alone make yourself do something that you think somebody else might be just sniggering at you, whether they are or not, and they won't be, but it is really, really hard to do that. So might we see you dragging some of your book club down to... Well, I hate to say it, but all my book club already oh, go there. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, now yeah. I'm wondering why I've not been invited to the book club. <laughs> Probably because you're not a... No, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I can wear glasses. I can make myself look intelligent. Um, excellent. Okay, well, it's been it's been really nice uh, to speak to you about this because uh, I think it's uh, an area that you know we don't want to overlook because it, it's, it's... No, and it can be overlooked. And, and it's so important. And I think we do have... Um, you know, among yourself, some other athletes that, that come into the gym that that we are all sort of super proud of whenever we see them there and then working out. We're like, oh, it's, you know, and and I think it's nice that they get that that little bit of recognition. And I think uh, there's probably a lot of people that come to the box that probably do think, oh, I do have a relative or a friend or a coworker or somebody who oh, yes. this would be great for them. And maybe it's just mm-hmm. been that challenge to kind of how do I break down this wall of what they perceive crossfit to be they've built that wall and they they need to break it down themselves so if an, um so obviously you also do your your, your pt stuff as well mm-hmm. and uh, i think people number of people from the the gym already follow you on on instagram and they can see some of the the little competitions you're involved in and some of the training that you've been doing so um perhaps we'll put a little link in the description just in case anybody wants to to see what you're doing because uh, okay. that's, that's always fun and exciting isn't it and okay. you can also follow the the Instagram. My Instagram it's Jason at uh, CFB Podcast, and there you'll see some. Uh, we've got some interesting topics maybe coming up in the in the next couple of weeks. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Uh, but thank you very much for speaking with me, Kate, and thank you everybody thank who you. has uh, listened all the way to the end. And we hopefully uh, you've all found something. And I just want to say, can you now show me how to download a podcast? I will show you how to download a podcast. So. If Thank this you. comes out a few weeks late, you'll know it's because we spent all that time trying to help Kate download <laughs> yeah. podcasts. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, and thank you everyone for listening, and we look forward to uh, time on the CrossFit Bath podcast.